Hello, everyone, and welcome back to episode two of the Prep Files podcast. You are joined by your hosts, Amy Dorrell and Tyrone Foligno. On today's episode, we will be going through what to expect when preparing for a comp and how the journey may look. Welcome. Hi, guys. Welcome, everyone. How'd I do with the intro? That's me. I know. Pretty good. I got it right this time. Week two and you got my name right. Thank God for that. I thought this is going to be a long podcast. And you weren't even going to give me a compliment back. I was pretty impressed with that. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. right. Credit where credit is due. That's pretty good. So, but today's today's all about what to expect when expecting to prep for a comp. Dad jokes. 101. You got to love them. I mean, like, I mean, that's, that's a really, really open topic. I, and it's really going to be quite dependent on where somebody's starting from. So, I mean, if you're, what to expect, what to expect? I mean, it depends on your timeline. It depends on your starting point. It depends on your previous training history. It depends on your dieting history. It depends on, and that's not even talking about, you know, all the nitty gritty on what is what goes into, let's say, show day, you know, your posing and, uh, you know, your hair, your makeup, your tan, your... When, when people come in, they, like, obviously the client has expectations too, right? A lot of people come in and they go, oh, I want to prep this year or I want to do the next comp. And it's like, well, it's up to, really, it's up to your coach, right? So that's the conversation you've got to have with your client is it's not about when they want to compete, it's when they're going to be ready to compete. Correct. And again, again, that's going to be dependent on the starting point. So, I mean, like, let's, a couple of scenarios. Someone walks in, um, and this is what the probably the most common one that that you and I see is is what, uh, you know, people think that they can be ready in 12 to 16 weeks because they think they can lose. 12 weeks seems to be the time. Everyone's like, yeah, I can do it in 12 weeks. It's like, why? I think I feel like it's a marketing gimmick that everybody's, I don't know. I, I, I honestly, I hate the fitness industry um in this 12-week transformation stuff that they've put on i think you know like yeah fake marketing for that yeah yeah i think it's just i think it's just all marketing uh that's for that but but yeah i mean i think it's i think it's more so people underestimate how much body fat they have to lose to to get onto stage so i think we're going to extremes right and and that's the thing, right? It's an extreme sport, so you're going to extremes. It's extreme. It's extreme fat loss. You're taking your body to extreme physiological levels that it doesn't want to be at. So, I think a lot of people get shocked too. They don't actually realize you have that conversation with them when they first come in the door, and it's like, hey, your stage weight will probably look like this. And a lot of their reactions are like, oh, I don't think I've ever been that weight, or I haven't been that since I was, you know, a young teenager. And it's like, yeah, that's what it takes to get to stage. It's not something that everyone can, you know, do off the street. Correct. And, and you know, it's generally that conversation of you're going to lose 20 kilos. And they're like, what? I've got to lose 20. I'm not fat. It's like, you're not. You're right. Correct. You're not. you got a little bit of body fat to lose. We can get lean. And then we got to get comp prep lean. Yeah. And that's that's the stage. It's like, okay, you're, we're going to get you lean, livable lean, and then there's, all right, now you've got to get 
dick skin lean and absolutely shredded. Absolutely shredded. Because it's you're shredded for that one day too. It's not shredded all year round. Well, correct. How many times do you get your gen pop client with like, you know, I want to look good and they'll point at the wall to enterprise, but I don't want to be like that. Do you know Hang how on, much lady. it takes to get there? Hang on, mate. I accidentally got stage lean. Oh my goodness. And and I walk around like that every single day, just absolutely shredded and jacked to the, with veins popping out. I wish. And I wish. No, you don't. It's miserable. It's miserable. Yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't put that on anyone. One of my competitors that uh literally posted that the other day. She's like, take me back. And I replied to her story and I said, No, 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 no. You do not want to go back there. You've just come out of your dieting phase. You literally posted stories up the week before saying how tired you were. And you can't wait to get out of it. I don't, uh, and I specifically said to her, like, your story was you were in your car. I think you just finished training and you hadn't even turned the light on in the car. It was like you talking into a phone in darkness saying how difficult you're finding life at the moment. It was in the back end. I think it was the last couple of weeks of prep. And I said, it's just that nostalgia and the glitz and the lights and the glamour and, you know, the, the, it's the photos that you look back on the photos. Yeah. The photos and you go, Oh, take me back. So man, you're fucking miserable. Yeah, you were hating it at the time. And that's yeah. I think, like everyone forgets the bad and then you only focus on the good because how often do people jump off stage and like, I want to go again. And it's like you do realise like 24 hours ago you were telling me how excited you were to get out and now all of a sudden you want to go back in. Yeah, well, and, and that's it, right? I mean, I think it's that rush that everybody gets that, that just ropes them back in. And I, I think if the human body is designed, well, human brain is designed to not remember pain. Because if we all remembered how much pain that we had, I don't think women would have any more babies. That's true. We wouldn't be procreating. So, And if you were designed to remember how much pain and suffering you went through to get to the stage, yeah, the, the sport would be dead. You only highlight the good things as well. That's Instagram, right? It is a lot better these days. People will put up you know, the struggles and the, the hardship, but... You ignore all that. You only see the good. You only see the glitz, the glam, and you're like, yeah, I want that back again. Little do you know, like, as I said, 24 hours ago, you were going, I can't wait to get out of this. I mean, going through what what's to expect? I mean, if we start up from the start and say scenario one. So scenario one is someone comes off the street. They're, you know, might have been doing a few group fitness classes here and there, hit and miss with their training, haven't really had structure haven't really followed a dieting plan or done a fat loss phase before and they come off the street and they're like, all right, I want to prep and I want to do the next comp in say 12 weeks, whatever it is. Then where do we go from there? Well, I think unless they're a genetic freak and they're already sitting at about 10% body fat, maybe 12, within 10% of stage stage weight and stage, stage leanness. And that's obviously up to your coach to tell you what that would be. Which, of course, you'll be able to, and this is something you'll need to discuss on your first session, um, which is what we do. So I think unless you're a genetic freak and you've developed a well-tapered, proportioned uh, physique uh, and you are within 10% of stage weight and, and body fat, the reality check is you're, you're not going to be able to do that 12 to 16-week show because... You're going to have to go through a number of phases. One is you probably have to diet before you do anything at all to shed some body fat and sort of 
I think it's a bit more of a uh, also like a like an initiation as well. And you you and your coach need to find out that you can diet first of all, because if you can't stick to your diet in the beginning, where you need to lose body fat, then especially when you're not getting comp lean, uh, and 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 life isn't as much of a struggle, I think you need to call it there. So that in that first dieting phase is a really good initiation. It's not only there to find what body parts you have lacking and, and what imbalances you have so that you can then build on them, but it's also to create the habits. Create habits and develop some adherence and see what your adherence is like. I mean, if you can't adhere at the beginning, then fat chance you're gonna to stick to it at the end when you're grinding away to really have to push and mobilize those last, you know, that last bit of fat. And that first dieting phase as well, it's it's a chance to make all the mistakes because especially if you haven't dieted before, what you expect and what we expect are obviously two different things. So it's it's a time to, you know, you're going to make errors throughout the time uh, throughout the journey. But if you've got a deadline in twelve weeks, you don't have time to make mistakes. You've you've got to grind, and you don't have time to fix up those little errors. So the pre prep phase just to get you into routine and get you nailing the tracking and the steps and the cardio and all of that is so essential because then you're, you're starting your comp prep and you know what to expect because you've, you've almost done it. Now we're just taking it to that next level. Yeah. Well, well, that's it, right? You hit that 12 to 16 week mark and you're starting behind an eight ball. And I don't know about everyone else, but there's no worse feeling than being behind. Just chasing your tail. You know, I had one lovely competitor that was wanting to put me through the same thing for season B. And I thank you, Amy, for changing her mind. (laughs) Because I tell you what, when I was doing the calculations and I'm like, at this rate, you'll be ready in, I think we're 19 weeks out when when the call was made. And I was like, at this rate, you'll be ready. If all, all goes to plan and there is absolutely no hiccups, You'll be ready in 18.75 weeks. And I'm like, that keeps us a two-day peak week. I like numbers, but the body does not always work in that way. Oh, oh, well, that's it, right? I mean, that's not allowing for any pushback or anything to make it wrong or any plateaus or any uh, any blowouts, you know. Well, even like, so for example, I had one competitor that came to me. She was about 24 weeks out of that the next comp and I, I turned around and said to her, she was actually my first competitor as well. And even just me being, you know, having that first competitor, I was like, nah, like I'm going to allow more time for this. So she wanted to compete. I said, nah, we're not, we're not competing this year. We can go through a pre-prep phase. Let's lose the body fat, see where you're at, do a bit of a build and then go from there. And at the time, like, I soon found out not long ago that she was like, I could not believe you said no to me. I was like so ready to go to a different coach. Like I wanted to compete that year. And she turned around and she said, thank you so much for making me wait because if I had done that first prep, I would have hated every second of it. And, like, for me, that, like, obviously that's the, the best thing I could hear as a coach is just like, okay, obviously with my first competitor too, you just, you, you know, you're still up in the air and you're still refining your skills and all the details. But to have her come around and say that to you as a coach is like, okay, you know, I've done my job. I've given her the best possible outcome for her first show and she's no you're not coming back to me going years later like why'd you make why'd you let me do that prep no we needed time we took the time 
And hey, she did it. She ended up coming out with an overall. So, I mean, at the end of the day, it's like to a like, you know, what more could you want? Yeah, you might have hated me at the time, but you know, further down the line, um, she was like, I am so grateful and so thankful for that. So, I think, yes, a lot of it does come down to the coach as well and setting those expectations at the start and like, hey, look, this is where you are. This is where we need to be and what you want to achieve. It's, it's just not realistic. And I think it's it's definitely up to the coach to bring people back down to earth because everybody will, a, a lot of the time, will overinflate where they are at compared to where they're really at. Um, and obviously a, a trained individual, a, a professional, like a coach that has experience can can bring that re- reality check back in. I mean, it's funny because I had the complete opposite experience as my first competitor. She was literally a 16 weeker. And it was, we've had, I know you and I have had this discussion before. There were many things that I did in that prep. And this was back in 2019. There were many things that I did in that prep that I really don't want to have to do again. And it was just literally just beating a dead horse, really. Be, yeah, beating a dead horse and just grinding someone that just can't grind anymore. And look, don't get me wrong. It's kind of like what we touched in our first episode too, right? Like the caliber of athletes and the level that is presented to stage now is is so much higher than obviously where it was back in, say, like 2015, 2019. Like it's it's not just that fat loss composition anymore. Like there is some decent size on these bikini girls that are coming through the doors. So you've got to you've got to match that that competition now you you can't just be not have that training background and not have that muscle mass because getting on stage is not going to get you anywhere these days i mean that and that's it right those smaller uh, and i say that in quote in in air quotes those smaller lineups or sorry categories like bikini or you know female bikini or you know your men's fitness they're not small anymore oh no there's there's some really decent Decent size and decent conditioning, um, you know, some great conditioning that's coming through on all those um, now. And again, I think if you're not prepared, then you're, you're just gonna you're gonna be disappointed. As much as we, like we said in our last in our, in our last episode, that I think winning on your first attempt is is not only is one it is boring. Sure, it sounds great. I think when you're prepping, uh, like don't get me wrong, I don't want to get up stage and come last. No, no one does. At the same time, I think it is boring. I lost my train of thought there. I lost it. That's it. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. We're tapping out. Okay, so we've sort of set the expectations for yeah someone who maybe doesn't have a big training background, um, what they can expect to go to stage and what their timeline may look like as well. Obviously, everyone's different, so it's not that one size fits all. But I suppose what sort of a, okay, someone's come in, they've, got a training background. They've been training in the gym for a number of years. They haven't really experienced too much dieting, so they've got a decent amount of size on them. They may be tracking or they may not be tracking food already. I suppose this is sort of what we're looking for to then set their expectations. I think there's two ways you can really go about it. And I know you've said this with you know, one of your clients where you can set two things and it's like, okay, we're going to aim for said show whether that be 20 weeks away because you're in good condition, you've got a decent amount of lovely of muscle mass um, in good proportions, all you need to do is diet. And I think the first thing you can do is you can make a deal or a contract with that client and go, if things move at the rate that we want them to move in with this show and you are as adherent as you need to be, 
yes, we can do this show. If that is within the time frame that you feel like they can be ready. The second scenario is you aim for that show, client isn't adherent or doesn't lose body fat as fast as expected or anticipated, then you need to call it and go, okay, this is going to then be another pre-prep loss, a fat loss, and we'll then enter like a little maintaining, gain-taining phase after that, and then we'll diet again. What we can see here is that when someone comes in, the goal is to get that pre-fat loss phase. It's like this is your chance. If, if you're in good condition, you need to be here by the next X amount of weeks, say 10 weeks. If we're not at that target and, you know, everything isn't tracking as we are expecting, then you can expect to push that comp date out um, to further whatever that is. But it, you entering that first pre-prep phase and getting those good habits, getting into the routine, seeing how your body responds because everybody responds differently, making sure the lifestyle factors are all interchanged. So I think that pre-prep phase is really essential for almost anyone walking in. Well, not only that, it, it puts you in a good position in order to not have to lose so much body fat the second time around losing that ideally you don't want to be at that 20 to i mean even even 15 kilos i think anything above 15 kilos becomes long and arduous and hard for a dieting phase you got to have a good why you got to have a good why for that yeah and 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 a good amount of time i mean i've got one at the moment who i think we're we're at that 15 kilo mark but we started like 24 weeks out. Like myself, I think I lost about 14 kilos to get the stage. And we started 20, uh, first comp was about 25 weeks out. I think, but I think anything more than that, it just becomes in one prep phase, unless you've allocated to have a couple of diet breaks in there. You've got got to have the time to, right? Well, not only that, you've got to have the time, but, but, but just like that constant fat loss to lose 20 kilos is... I've had both ends of the spectrum. Like I've had one competitor come in and I've had to call the quits and say, you know what, realistically, like what is your goal to compete? I want to be competitive. Okay, well, the physique you have right now is not competitive. You can look like you're competing within, you know, a year's time. Another competitor I've had that is currently in her prep right now, she's come in from quite a like very good training background, has actually never dieted in her life. And she was in a very good position to enter a comp prep she was 25 weeks out when she came to me and I did exactly what we have just spoken about. I said to her, okay, we have realistically in the next 10 weeks, we need to be in this position. If we're in this position and everything is tracking along well, we can absolutely look at competing this year. If we get to that 10 week mark and we are well off target or your body's not responding, adherence isn't there, you can expect me to push that comp date out. I just want you to know before we go into this phase, they're the options we have um, and like you need to be okay with both of them because at the end of the day, if I call it quits, I don't want her to turn around and say, but you said I could compete this year. It's like, well, no, these are the expectations. If they weren't met, then you know, it is what it is. Yeah, and I think it's important laying out that foundation first and foremost, especially especially on the initial consultation or the initial chat that you have or your coach has with you. And no one likes doing it as a coach. Like, you know, the worst thing that we can say to someone is, you know, no, what you want to do is, is not going to happen. But 
it is up to the coach to give that direction. Correct. And I, yeah, like you said, no one likes busting someone's hopes and dreams. No. It's like, oh, I'm going to, like, because people will be like, oh, they'll tell their friends and family, like, oh, I'm going to compete. I'm going to compete. I'm going to get a coach. I'm going to compete in October and we're in June. And the coach goes, uh, you're doing April next year. Yeah. You're not going to be ready. But but it, it's a necessity thing. Um, and the coach needs to do it. But yeah, definitely, I, I do think that pre prep phase is important and pre prep fat loss. It's definitely important. I mean, it sets a foundation. You are going to have outliers that don't need it. I mean, look at you know, look at Luigi, for instance. He was determined. He was. I remember though, like these are specific people, right? Like the most people that we see and most people that we deal with are ones that you know have always had the idea of competing, but haven't been doing anything to get them towards that goal. So they've obviously come to us with the "I want to compete, but I don't know what I'm doing." And that's where we see a lot of our clients starting from. Yeah, correct. And it's not like they've had somebody go, mm, you're going to need more glutes, more side delts, uh, more upper back. People get shocked when you go, oh, you need to build more glutes. And like, oh, well, don't I have enough? It's like, well, no, you don't. <laughs> but that's that's the realistic of comp prep. Like, it, You're getting on stage and people are judging you, ripping your body apart like, you have to be able to be upfront with your clients and say, you know what, like this is what we need. And you, I'm sorry, but you just don't have it. We've got to build it. There is nothing worse than telling a female client they don't have a butt. <laughs> yeah. It's like, we need to build your glutes. I'm one of those. Don't worry. I'm sorry. Yeah, you've got no glutes. We've got to build a butt. And they're like, oh, this is a shock. It's like, yeah, well, you know, I'm sorry. I mean, look, like, look at me. I'm just. <laughs> I got no delts in the chest. So, you know, as, as a guy, to be fair, my arms are pretty just skinny anyway. So, Well, and like friends and family, they're always going to tell you, oh, you look amazing. They don't know what they're talking about. But from a coaching perspective, there are those expectations there. And obviously, we're going to be the ones to tell you that. Correct. And I think, you, again, you need to that reality check and to be torn down to go, you're not where you think you are. We need to work on this. And I mean, like we look at you, for instance, we've been through, you know, specialization after specialization phase and we established what was needed after your first your first comp, your second comp, which we knew, we, we pretty much knew after your first comp what was needed, but it was, okay, let's, there's not enough time to build, build and get leaner before the next show. So it was establishing what we needed after that last show and then laying out, the game plan and the timeline. And I think laying out a timeline is, is important. I mean, because then you need to spend, it's like spending your money wisely where if you've got time, you need to work out how you're going to spend it and where you're going to spend it. How long do you need? From a client's perspective too, like they want to know where they're at. Cause if you just turn around and say to your client, Oh no, you're not ready. You're not going to compete. And they're like, well, how do you know I'm not ready? So having that timeline there is like, Hey, you need to meet this checkpoint. And they can see already, oh, okay, I know I'm behind. I'm not reaching it. It makes sense to push it out. So it's not just like sprung on them. You know what? You're not going to compete. I decided that today. No, you can see on your timeline what I expected, what we achieved. They don't match. Yeah, correct. And you need that build or that or that gain training phase uh, to go, okay, we're going to spend a lot more time working on these specific body parts to bring up your physique and make you a lot more balanced and make you a lot more competitive to going, 
we're just going to do a bit of this and a bit of that and see what happens. No one likes going to the gym and they've all, we've all got that one potty body part that we're like, nah, I'll skip leg day or nah, I'm not going to do shoulders. So it's very rare that someone comes to you and they're like, yes, I've been training, you know, X, Y, Z for the last five years. It's like, oh, no, I don't like training that. So I just, I just don't do it. Have you? Are you- <laughs> yeah. And it's like, and a lot of people too, they might have a sporting background. Like for me, like being a gymnast, my upper body has always been my strength, whereas my lower body has been my weakness. And I could turn around and say, hey, I've been training for five to 10 years now. You know, I can compete. And it's like, yeah, but your body composition isn't what the judges are looking for. Yet, don't get me wrong, you look great. You know, you're in good shape, but competing is that next level. Yeah, exactly. Starting with like well, we've gone through the expectations of you know what to expect getting to stage, and I think the last thing that we should probably touch on is the obviously show not being that end date and the expectations of not just your show's done now, everything's done. I think definitely there's the there's the expectation where people expect that it's all done and dusted and it's over uh, when show day is finished, and I think that's. You need to expect that you're going to be dieting following a show uh, for at least, you know, and that's going to be person dependent, whether it's four weeks or it's, it's most likely between anywhere between six to 12 weeks, depending on how lean uh, you had to get for show. So I think it's going to be really dependent and go, okay, you need to, okay, like show day is a pit stop on the way. It's not the end. And you need to expect that you're going to be dieting for an extended period of time. And this is where you spend a lot of time in prep saying no to a lot of things and continue saying no to people when they're like, oh, but you've done your prep. You can you can go out and you can drink and you can this. And, and it's like, well, no. And there's a, you know, a few reasons for that is, one, your body's primed for, uh, to put on body fat. Two, hunger. Yeah, you're going to be hungry as you're not going to be able to handle those hyperpalatable foods because it just becomes a hell of a slippery slope. And those palatable foods for you might be a little bit different compared to other people, whether that be you might like, you know, you might have a donut. Oh God, God, how, do, how much do I hate seeing donuts backstage at shows? Oh, oh. Cookies, donuts. And then it's like, bang, you're off. It could be, you know, like a Reese's peanut butter cup for me. You have that one and it's like, bang, you're off. It could be a pizza. It could be anything. And that's just, a slippery slope that just sets you back into that, sets you into that blowout phase um, where so many people don't want to be. So definitely, I think it's very important, you know, to to realize and expect that your dieting doesn't finish on show day. And you're going to have a lot of, you have a lot of families and friends trying to go, oh, now you can, you know, come out and drink with us. Now you can come out and eat with us. And they're, everyone's going to be warning because you've been, you know, so rigid for so long. Everyone's going to want to get you out and, um, get you socializing and it's great obviously it's you know you got to get some normality back into your routine but it, once the comp's done it's it's you're not done it, it's almost like where the hard part starts is post-comp exactly and, I, and i've had one of my competitors you know she had some other competitors reach out to her and they're talking about how hard it was so and just and, and you know yourself you know how hard it is to stick to the plan afterwards and it's just and it's I think it's because, you know. I think setting the expectation, like, again, once a client comes in, yeah, you expect, you go, okay, this is going to be your show time, this is going to be show date, et cetera. 
but it's like, okay, like I'm telling you now, once that show's over, don't just drop your coach when the show's over. You need to have an out plan. I think that's when you need your coach more than ever. 100%. And that's because you're going to need that, that accountability and that plan to get out of that extreme place that you took yourself. Because your friends and family, they're not going to turn around and say, oh, you should, you know, really stop now. They're going to go, nah, keep going. Let's go out. Let's eat. Let's do this. But you need that person in your corner to say, hey, you know what you're doing right now? It, it's it's not, it's down a slippery slope, as you said. Well, I think you, you're going to get a lot of those friends and family as well that are going to tell you before you get lean is like, are you sure you need to be getting this lean? Are you sure? You're looking really sick, really skinny. And because a lot of people are not going to understand, because remember, by doing a prep and, and, and comp prepping, you're doing basically what 99% of people can't do. Yeah, it's extreme. Yeah. So I think you need to remember that and you need to remember to go, okay, 99%, you're, you're that one person most likely in your friendship group that has completed or your family that has done that and been through the arduous process of competing. And now you need to bring yourself back to life and bring you know bring yourself to that phase where you can you know you can return to you know normality whatever your normal whatever your normality looks like and hopefully your normality is a bit different to you know what your friends and family are are anyway so definitely laying that laying out that expectation and look first and foremost i mean if your coach is not laying that expectation out in the beginning and going oh we're going to prep you to this phase and then We'll figure it out later. See you later. Um, you know, after show days, yeah, or the show day. I think that's the one. What's definite red flag, anyways. But um, that's definitely something that needs to be laid out, or or even discussed, especially on that on that first day. Is like, okay, here is your pre, here is your pre prep phase. Here is your maintain or your gaining phase. Here is your dieting phase. Here is show day. Here is your reverse dieting phase, and here is lifestyle. Here is where we we incorporate everything you've done through prep as a lifestyle, whether that be tracking or macros or learning how your body feels. I think what you can expect after a comp is that six to 12 weeks at least minimum of you're still somewhat on a plan. Like you can't expect yourself to go from that extreme 100% all on to absolutely nothing in the space of a couple of weeks. Well, that's it as well, right? And I mean, it's not like you stop training. So why should you stop dieting? Yes, your dieting does become less extreme. Well, yes, it becomes less extreme, but at the same time, you still need to diet first and foremost to reverse what you've done. As on a physiological level, but you also need to you need to keep dieting in respect, uh, you know, for life. Once you finish your show, like no matter how, like even I experience this myself. No matter how much food you eat post show, you are never going to be satisfied. At that point, food is not satisfying. Having a little bit of more body fat on you is what's going to keep you satisfied. So you need that plan of getting to that homeostasis or that body set point where you're not so food focused you're not dragging your ass to the gym um, you're actually able to help hold a conversation and engage and not just feel like you're a zombie all the time and it takes time like it does take time and it takes a bit of body fat for that to happen so obviously you want to be able to reverse out of your show 
and find that set point and be able to sit there and just let the body start to recover. I think that's, you know, that's the important thing as well is is looking at and going, well, you you need to get there and you need to want to get there to get to that point so you can train better, so you can get stronger again, so you can enjoy your training and you know, get that pump back. And It's what you, why you got into the gym in the first place. You can't lose sight of that. Exactly, exactly. And, you know, you, you need to get yourself back to that place so that you can get back to that same place and get that real, you know, reignite that fire and that passion and that need and that want to train because yeah, in that back end of prep, that fire and that passion is something that you like, you're continually searching for because she gets hard and it just gets harder. And definitely, yeah, you need to, it needs to be something you need to look at. But I think if we look at and go, okay, we've set out and go, okay, this is like timelines that you should be expecting you know, the fact that you should be expecting to diet post-comp. Let's go through, let's talk about the mood. Let's set, let's set the mood. The moods that you should be expecting while you're prepping. And Amy, I mean, take it away. What's, when does the mood, do you feel like, kicks in or the agitation, especially that you've seen, like, like not only with yourself, but all with, with your clients, what what should people be expecting it's funny, I just got a message off my current competitor about two days ago now and she's like, oh, I'm just, I'm starting to experience a bit of agitation. I'm getting a little bit frustrated very easily and I just don't feel as lively as um, I normally am. And she's like, oh, is, is there something wrong with me? No, that's that's you getting very lean and that's, that, that is part of the process. So you definitely go in to comp prep obviously with you know the mindset of like it's going to be great I can't wait it's going to be so much fun and it is absolutely and you do reach that point in prep where things do start to slow down right your, your body is starving it's it's deprived so obviously it, it starts to hold on to the essentials so yeah you start to lose your focus a little bit more your mood starts to you know, little things that people do they they agitate you it might be a bit more clumsy. I can't tell you how many times I smashed my meals in prep. So many glass containers. Um, Ikea was my best friend during prep. I spent I so that. much money just replacing all of my glassware because I just couldn't hold on to my food. Um, so it's definitely like little things like that that people don't expect. And I'm not even going to get started on how cold I was being in Melbourne. I had lots and lots of layers on and I could never get warm. So, yeah, there's obviously those, you know, I suppose you could say negative signs that do happen when you start to get complain. And that's where a lot of people start to, you know, question. You need to have a good reason why because at that point, you know, you're not feeling the best. So you need to have that why to get you through that point and you should also just remember too like how you feel throughout your comp prep because post comp the goal is to get back there like there is a point in comp where you go yeah I'm training good yeah I'm a little bit hungry but like you know it's not not the be all end all I still can focus at work I can still do the little things and you need to remember that because that's the place where you want to be that's the place where you want to hang out um, you don't want to be in that depleted and yeah. you know not not fun to be around state you don't want to live there yeah that's it right and it's getting back to that livable lean that we spoke about earlier you know being in that livable lean compared to 
Compline. And Compline is not that livable place where, you know, livable lean is obviously, you know, for a female where, you know, if you have lost your menstrual cycle, you have got that back. For a male where, you know, you do have that, that sex drive and that libido back. Um, I think those are definitely two big key factors. And I think something that people really need to be made aware of, I, and you know, especially as a man, there'll be, there'll be, there'll come a time when it's like, you're not going to see anything work anymore. Nope. You're going to just too lean. Out of action. Exactly. Out of action. You know, the old, there'll be, <laughs> yeah. So I think that's something definitely needed to address. You know, that's okay. It's normal, but that's also why. It's unhealthy. Yeah, it's unhealthy. And that's, you know, it's a key factor of health as, as is a female's menstrual cycle. I mean, losing your menstrual cycle, it's, uh, or having a menstrual cycle is, is a health marker. Um, and I think, you know, definitely getting out of that comp, comp lean phase or comp leanness, you know, putting on some body fat is where, you know, you're going to find those markers like getting your menstrual cycle back. Just getting your drive back. Getting your drive back, getting your libido back. But obviously, you know, you don't want to do that at an exponential and too fast a rate where you just end up blowing out. So there is a there is a, a sweet spot where you just want, you know, you want to put a little bit on at a time. There will be a little bit probably extra at the beginning and then really just slow it down and taper it off. So you get that, you can, you're in that livable state and you're not having to lose, you know, 20 kilos like you were before. I think what I, I work on roughly probably what you should have about 10, 10% back on. But everyone's different, right? So depending on what category you do, how lean you get, obviously the leaner you are, the more you need to put back on to then feel um, some sort of normality again. But Having that expectation of, yes, it does come down to your coach as well, setting the expectation. So going into a prep, you know, you know, and you're aware of what, what's to come is definitely the most essential thing. And everyone's expectations are different when, you know, you see all the glitz and the glam on Instagram or you've seen it or friends or family have done it. They're only going to tell you the good. And as coaches, we are here to really give that reality check and say, hey, this is what you're in for. And this is what you can expect going through the process. Yeah, exactly. And I think like we've touched on the mood. We've touched on what to expect in a timeline perspective. Now, what to expect in terms of show day leading up to the show. You know, you're going to need to enlist an opposing coach if your coach doesn't do it themselves. Um, but even then, I think if your coach, if your coach, not your poach, if your coach, I think you should still be enlisting in a posing coach as well because you really want to find someone that does specialize in that area, even if it's just something a little bit separate to get a little, you know, a different eye as well. As coaches, we all have our area. Like we take care of the, the training, the nutrition. We, we specialize in that one area. I think where you go wrong is if you try to be the best at everything, like know your limits. We know that we can do your training. We can do nutrition. Yeah. We probably could do your, po your posing as well. I mean, I've, competed myself I've had girls do it like really I could give you a basic posing routine but it's not my specialty and it's not what I'm passionate about so expect to put time into your posing with if it is your coach great if it's a posing coach outside of that even better like you you need to spend time on or posing's a key factor right like you can't just get on stage and not present your physique otherwise why do the hard work a good a good analogy is like it's, it's like having a delicious meal and presenting it as slop or presenting it like a fine dining restaurant. 
you can have all the same ingredients, but that presentation on the plate is going to is going to be the difference in in everything, really. It's the icing on the cake. Yeah, like like continuing with that analogy, like you eat with your eyes. What you see and how you present that. Yeah, but don't even like. Why don't you want to show it off as well? You want to show it off. You've done all this hard work and all this determination and all this training, all this dieting and all this. Well, how often have we seen competitors behind stage and we go, wow, their physique like is insane. They've, they've done the amazing work and they get on stage and you're like, is that the same person? What I see here is not what I just saw back there. I would hate to have all that hard work and then, you know, the thing that lets you down is your posing. Mm, you know, it's a critical component. So like you're going to need that posing coach. And then obviously coming towards, you know, for a female, you're going to need either bikini or sportswear. Correct. Yep. And your heels. Men, depending on what you're, I mean, bodybuilding, you're going to need your bodybuilding trunks. Uh, if you're doing classic, you need your, your Euro trunks. If you're doing physique, you're going to need your board shorts. Fitness, use the Euro trunks as well. And then it's going to be dependent on the federation and what's, whether they're they're provided or not provided, etc. Run us through run us through comp day. I mean, for a female, there's a lot more that goes into it on, on comp day than there is for the boys. I remember starting my was it hair and makeup at nine a.m. and I wasn't on till I think I got on at stage at about four p.m. So it's a long day. It's definitely a long day. I didn't get home until one a.m. So yeah, you're really running off adrenaline by that point. And I think like show day is. It's obviously it's, it's explaining all your hard work, right? Like this is day has been talked about for so long that um, now it's finally come. So I think really like have that checklist. You know, you've got get it off your coach. Ask them, okay, can you just give me a list of you know the things I need? I think as a coach, you should provide that just to give your competitors a bit more ease. Ease of mind. You've got your bikini, you've got your posing coach, making sure you've got all your meals that you need, um, the run sheet, what time you're on, and then, you know, obviously what the post-show plan is as well because, as again, once we said, you know, once the show's over, it's not over. Hopefully that uh, that donut is not on that post-show checklist. <laughs> Correct. I think we've pretty much summed up expectations quite well. I think we've, I think we've made it more daunting than anything. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry, guys. If, if we've turned you off competing, that is not our intention. It's more of a, okay, just what to expect. It's not all sunshine and rainbows and glitz and glamour that Instagram makes it look like. There is there is a lot of hard work and uh, that goes into it, really, at the end of the day. And there's a lot of there's a lot of preparation for it, whether it be training, nutrition. 100%. It's, it's a challenge. Correct. Well, I think we'll leave that there before we scare any more listeners away. You can find us. That's that's another episode done and dusted, guys. Stay tuned. We've got a whole lot more coming. You can please, feel free to check us out on Instagram at the Prep Files Podcast. Uh, Amy, where can everybody find you? So everyone can find me on Instagram at Amy Dorrell. And we do on our Instagram page have a link. So if you have any questions, please do send them through. We will be going through them in our upcoming episodes. Obviously, this podcast is to help you guys and give you guys an insight to all things comp prep. Absolutely. So you can find me uh, at an Instagram at coach underscore Foligno, uh, F-O-L-I-N-O. You can find us both down at Enterprise Fitness, 381 Swan Street, Richmond. If you did enjoy it, even if you didn't, just leave us a five-star review. Just a five-star. That's all we ask. 
just five stars. Make sure it's five stars. If you're not going to leave five stars, don't leave anything at all. If you can't say nothing, don't say anything at all. But yeah, definitely leave us a five-star review, guys. Hit subscribe, uh, whether it be on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. And also head over to the Instagram page. Give us a like. Say hi. We're always keen to hear your questions. See you guys next time. Stay Stay tuned for more. Bye.